Welcome to the Renewed Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. We're together again. We're together again. Woo! Yahoo is right. Welcome back from Costa Rica. Thank you, friend. So fun. Oh, I love great. When Jesus calls us to tropical locations. Right. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> We've had um, our fair share of deserts. Uh, yes, but deserts are good too. They are good too, but it's kind of like when we went to uh, Big Bend National Park in like West Texas. Yeah. But we were in Yosemite like before that in California and it was like, wow, this place is beautiful, but like the Rio Grande is completely dry and there's no water and they're in a drought. So like it's its own beauty. Um, when we were there. Yes, which would have been before gray. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yes, it's beautiful. It's just a different different kind of beauty. Yes. I love that though. I'm reading this book right now um, called Beautiful Outlaw by Mm. John Eldridge. Do you know John and Stacey Eldridge? That name sounds familiar, but I think I'm thinking of a um, country singer. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Different. These These guys are authors. Okay. Um, but he is talking about, I've read this book before, actually. I'm actually currently rereading through like so many books. I that know that you are that successful in your book reading that you just can go back around your list. Like that's no, no, remarkable. No, no. See, no, those are lies. But remember, all of my belongings remain in boxes oh, three true. months later. Okay, okay. So the one like stack of books that has literally been living in my storage unit for seven years or something some sort of nonsense okay I now have access to so I'm like uh, oh yeah it's been a minute since I've read some of these okay um, and it's just easier to open like one box and be like okay here's what we're doing okay, okay that's good anyway so. yeah but he talks about um the personality of Jesus mm. and so the I'll just tell you like the subtitle is experiencing the playful disruptive extravagant personality of Jesus hmm So it's really cool because he talks about how God is like so much in these details. And when we talk about play, so there is going to be like different kinds of beauty or I I don't know, just like this really wide spectrum of like joy Mm. found in this world. And so when you're saying like desert versus Costa Rica versus, I don't know, Italy, you know, like it's just going to all be wonderful and like very different and unique ways, which is great because I don't think we can get bored. Valid. Very valid. Um, tell us a highlight of Costa Rica. A highlight. Ooh. Um, a highlight was I just love, like, obviously the kids we were with, they just bring me such joy and they make me a better human and believer and I just mm. adore them. Love so, that. Like, you know, highlight in itself. But as for like Costa Rica, um, I really enjoyed like, I really take uh, like a close knit or like, um, just take close to heart, like the actual natives when we're there. So um, Mm. I loved hearing the stories of like, how God like gave the land for the church and campus we were on and like the pastor and their family's home and like how he Mm -hmm. provided for like Mm -hmm. every little thing like, for this 
you know, this wall of the bunkhouse, like these walls were like provided in this way or like the story behind every little thing. And then also um, one of the deacon's wives there. um, I love this one chat we had where she basically her and the pastor's wife um, attended the same church. They're from the city of Costa Rica, Mm -hmm. uh, like San Jose area. And they, both used to go to the same church, but never actually at the same time. And then they both ended up here at this small rural church um, with like less than 15 actual members. And um, they just have like, you know, with old, old friends or just people that you have a common ground with, like the peace yeah. that you find in that. Yeah. And we talk about often like the, the the ability to say like, yeah, me too. And like the endorphins that go off when that happens. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they used to go to the same church, were from the same area, never crossed paths and then met up here because of their husbands at this church and just the importance that that plays in this entire story for her of like I their evangelistic that. life. Yeah. Um, I really like took home to that because – yeah, I just think that relates to so many of us. Mm, so good. And the way yeah. that Jesus sees us. Yeah. And what our needs are and how even when we think that maybe it'll play out differently. I don't know. I, I just kind of love those like unexpected parts of our story. Yeah. Sometimes it's even better than getting like what we thought was going to happen or whatever, you know. Like, oh, Amen. I knew I was going to do this and so now I'm doing it, you know. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. Well, so are you still feeling jet lagged or? No, I think, okay. um, yeah, Gray has been my good little a napping buddy. So we feel pretty caught up. I love that for you. Yes. And um, I think you're okay, like sharing this with everybody, but are you, where are you at in like the job search? I know that you had ended yeah. your contract and you're sort of, um, Careering the market. Well, yeah, lay, yeah, laying low for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm la- still by just... laying low. I mean busy, like uh, so busy. Yes, of so course. Busy. I'm still laying low for sure. Um, and schedule is still super busy. I was just telling Meg before we recorded that, like, I'm finding this ability to just find contentment and stillness in the busy because I'm realizing, which I should have realized this before, 28 years old, but like here I am. Um. That no matter what, I'm just the kind of person that, and I feel like most nurses are, like if you're listening, I'm sure you can relate to this, that you just fill a busy schedule, um, whether you're working or not. So that's, that's all where we I'm know. at. That's all we yes, know. that's all we know. And so not searching for less in my schedule, but searching for the stillness within it has been something that I've been trying to um, closely master. Um, and as for a little like nugget of wisdom, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks Jesus for that one. But I, um, and cruising the market and just kind of looking for something that feels right. And honestly, just hand surrendered on like timing doesn't feel quite right yet. So like just continuing to keep my options open and feeling for when it feels right to dive back in. I mean, is there like a rumbling in your heart that you should like come work with your pal Meg? Oh my gosh, stop it. Just I know. Out loud. I like know. we literally don't hire travelers. <laughs> I know, I'm sure. Um, no, there's just yeah, there's so much yeah, just that waiting. like You're in just life. Waiting. So just waiting. Yeah. Right. Um looking for I really do think I want ICU, so like just looking for the right ICU gig. Yeah. All right, y'all that are working in ICUs. 
if you need an M <laughs> in, in the unit and in your life. Hello, um, your girl. Yeah, seriously. Throw some job offers in front of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. So um, M has listened to the two podcasts that I had to do solo without her, but... So good. I got to hang out with uh, my new bestie, Tim. Yeah. And if you guys have listened to either of those episodes, uh, you too, I am positive, have seen all the goodness and heard all the goodness. Like, he's just a good brother. Yes. On this faith journey. You know what I mean? And so we really enjoyed our time together. Um, I love Water Street. M loves Water Street. Mm. So, Em, I was talking for you a little bit in the previous oh. episodes. I'm sure you heard that. Um, I do like to talk collectively for the You two make of us. me giggle. Yeah, for sure. Everything that you say, I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't even need to say that. Like, of course, duh. Of course, duh. Um, also, we should tell you guys that we have named Val. Um, so that Val is, uh, she's the one that we throw out the random question when we need a little bit of like back end research yeah uh we just do it audibly here on the podcast and then <laughs> Val will listen and um chime back in and text em and i with whatever we need to know in life like why <laughs> is coco melon called coco melon um it's really deep burning philosophical questions and so we were talking with val the other day um via three-way text duh what else i mean i don't even know how you talk to people at this point and um <laughs> We came up with our name for her. Um, I don't know if you remember what we decided the name was going to be. It's funny. I rehearsed it in my head multiple times. and Yeah, I know. I wrote it down. I wrote right. it down. Good job. Okay. We're calling her the hidden brain <laughs> because um, you don't see her, but she does exist. And she is the brain that Em and I sometimes collectively don't even have together <laughs> um, on days when words are hard. So. Valid. Just know that we have hired a new position at the Renewed <laughs> Nurse. It's called the Hidden Brain. Um, Val makes a round figure, which is the exact same as M and I. So yep. congratulations, I Val. <laughs> Yay. I want to get her like business cards. Hi, Val. We pass out like the Hidden Brain. Yes, I love it. I know. Um, so M, tell everybody what we're talking about today. Oh, okay. So our brother Tim and Meg, when they were chatting – he approached this idea of like the idolatry of impact or the, am I saying that in the right correlation? Yeah. 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 The idolatry of impact. And immediately in my brain, I'm like, things are firing. Like neural Mm -hmm. pathways are like exploding volcano epic pictures. Um, And I'm like, man, that is something that I like never knew I struggled with, but like, I feel like more people than not could definitely relate to struggling with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just kept thinking about it and it just carried me and in, even into Costa Rica. Like I remember at one point, like just praying over that for myself on that trip mm. that I was like not to struggle with that. And so, yeah, God's timing is just too good. Um, but yeah, really so good. here we are. And I remember saying to Meg, like immediately when I heard it, like, we got to do a topic on this. Like, yeah, it's just too good of a concept not to dig into a little bit. Yeah. And so, Tim was kind enough to send us um, the podcast, which is what he was actually referencing when he was talking about this idolatry of impact. And another author, a pastor named Andy Crouch, 
Um, and so I, we will invite you guys to go check it out. It's called the good faith podcast. And he happens to be a guest speaker on there. Um, and it's lovely. It's meaty. It's all the good things. Like, you know, you just kind of need to take notes and, or back up the recording so you can kind of listen to it again. He's so insightful. Uh, and so what he says about the idolatry of impact I mean, Em, you're saying like, hey, I, I kind of helped me check my spirit before I went to Costa Rica. But I really do think that almost all of us struggle with it on some level, largely because we are so led to believe that that is what we are created for, yeah. impact. Right. And so we are not fulfilling our greater mission if we are not doing something large and mm. substantial maybe yeah. i'm just preaching to myself here but no, like no, i really no, i think no, that, yeah. that really is like the majority of us yes and so even though we look at jesus's model of the 12 disciples and the people that he was actively pouring into somehow we still think that it should look different for us like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean jesus poured into 12 people but i have like 150 people that I need to meet with all the time. And my social calendar is like overextended and I'm not present with anybody. And Tim spoke to this too, about just being present with individuals when we're holding somebody's story with them, when we're asking the permission, when we're engaging and entering in to somebody's journey that we also would just be present. Like how impactful is that simply by turning off everything else that is going on in our like mental to-do list. And I'm so guilty of that. Like, where do I need to be next? What am I doing next? I'm hearing you, but I also, in my mind, I need to be like sending out this email and I can't forget to do this next thing. And how many times do we just kind of like put that aside and say, I'm going to be here. Yeah. I'm going to be with the people that are in front of me and how deeply that will resonate. And so I really like this idea because I don't necessarily think that impact, you know, is a four letter word. Like we want to make a difference, mm. but the equation that Andy brings to mind when we're talking about this, and this is so good as a nurse, I think yes. there's so many applications for this. I mean, I could literally do an hour-long podcast on it. Mm -hmm. But his equation was impact equals force over time. And normally, the greatest impact is the biggest amount of force that you can put forth in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. But often when we do that, like an earthquake, it's disruptive. It's damaging. It doesn't just sort of like shake things up. It creates really deep-rooted negative effects. Yes. Yeah, in ourselves, internally. I liked, um, I really liked the image that they created when they spoke about impact versus influence. And yes. so they talked about on the, on the Good Faith podcast – um, hand clapping versus a prayerful meditative hands together. Mm -hmm. And the hand clapping was impact representative of impact and the hands in a praying slow motion 
like clasping together was influence. And they talked about how, when you're talking about that equation, Meg, I liked how he said with impact, he always uses these big letters like force and time and impact are all capitalized. But with influence, the equation has lowercase letters that the sustenance of impact Mm. is where idolatry creeps in. So what you're saying too, that like impact is not always just what it is, right? It's not always this bad um, word. I was actually talking to someone about um, the word of pride, which we can get very culturally. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but just to say that like we can have pride in our school. We can have pride in um, our hometown, Mm-hmm. But then very quickly, pride becomes a sin if, if used in another another regard. Yeah. And um, like a sinful, honestly, like the a lot of times the, the starting point to a lot of our actual actions of sin. And so I think impact can be seen very um, similarly. Mm. Um, they also mentioned that impact decays quickly. It happens quick, but then it also dec- decays quick. And that... Yeah. I liked their concept of talking about systems, facilities, institutions for us nurses, because to me, I was like an aha moment where they talked about how our, we often, you know, Meg, you referenced our healthcare system as like this workhorse and this like, just, you know, machine. machine. Yes. Right. Yeah. So they mentioned the idea that like these machines were created to be cushioned or unchanged by impact. So on that's on the like macro level. And then the micro level is our response to that, right? Like, so we get upset when we have, when they have a low ability for change by our impact, like we get discouraged, but these machines were created to, for safety reasons, a lot of times for, um, you know, hacking of systems for whatever the reason they were created to not, be tampered by impact but at the same regard we need to know that we need to realize that that like taking things less personal um maybe just changing our perspective from the impact to influence and allowing ourselves to not be so hurt when like our perseverance or our attempts don't change things yeah at the macro level Right, because I think when we're talking about being influential, we're talking about a relationship level, mm. which you probably won't see at a macro level often because we're not talking about systems. Right. And we're not talking about machines. We're talking about very grassroots, which is the 12 disciple model, in my mm. opinion, like being um, in a discipleship with somebody. And so they're saying how influence is often going to be over generations and so there's small changes but it's much more of like a ripple effect you drop a pebble and it ripples out yeah right and so we might be around to see the dropped ripple we might i mean the dropped pebble we might be the one that drops the pebble but to really understand how those gentle ripples ultimately will impact and make the change will probably not happen in our lifetime. And I think when you're saying about pride and having like ego caught up in that, I mean, I think the biggest reason that we want to see the end result is for ourselves. Yeah. To to prove something. 
yeah. to myself, to prove something to everybody else, probably to prove that we matter. Yes. To and leave so, our mark, right? Right. Right. Exactly. And so it's it's a game changer. I, I So I was listening to this podcast that Em and I are talking about with Andy Crouch and I was spending all day texting back and forth with Tim now because it's just like, oh gosh, okay, all these other new thoughts, right? And like all these other ideas. And I think it's really healthy for us to hold ideas and to say, what what do I think? How have I been sort of treating life? And we're fighting back against a pretty big system just within our own cultural norms. Yeah. The cultural norms say run people over, do whatever you need to do to get to the top, to have your way. I mean, we see it within like a political realm. We see it in so many different levels. And I think to honestly be like, nope, we were not going to do it that way. We don't care if we ever have our name directly tied to or correlated to the change that has happened. Or success. Say again. Or success. Right. Exactly. Like if there's change, if there's success, whatever the outcome is, like we're going to leave it all up to Jesus and to say that it's only because of Jesus. Like that's, that is not easy. Right. And it's easy. Well, and I'll even like say, I feel like at times, like I've even found myself on the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm like, this sounds really bad. So bear with me. But like, I will. I've been annoyed when people, I say like, hey, good job on this. And they're like, oh, you know, all glory to God, right? Like, yes, yes, 100%. Um, But like, there's also the abilities that were given by God and we have a free will to choose this or that. And so like, I think to say it is one thing, but then to actually mean it is where that like turning up of the soil of what you're talking about, Meg, Mm. has to really like take place because- I think we can so easily say it because it sounds nice and puts a bow on top, but like actually mean it, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause if you mean it, you're going to see it in your actions repeatedly. Yeah. And, right. it, and like you said, it really doesn't matter. Like you will continue to have unwavering faith in the ability is to just not have the accolades. Yeah. And for it to not matter in, in the big ways. I mean, again, great if it does. I do believe that God will put certain individuals in places of power and influence and all of that. I, I don't I think why I don't want to like vilify impact is because I do think that there are some impactful things that will happen that will be good and right yeah, and sure. shake things up and it's gonna happen quickly and so I you know I I don't think that we can paint all of this with black and white colors and just say like oh good and bad right and wrong right right like oh impact is bad and influence is good right kind of like the system protection we talked about like right that is good right some of it is good absolutely and I think that if God tells you to move you move I think if he tells you to get out of the boat and walk on water you get out of the boat and walk on water but again, who are you ultimately following? Yeah. Like the motives are just, yeah. 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 Um, I had some really beautiful moments. So we're like, when we're talking about this as being a nurse, I think it's really great too. I, 
uh, knowing that I was doing this episode today with you, and like I was chatting with a nurse, and our conversation actually ended up just going in this direction. But it's always so life giving. It's such a pleasure when somebody tells you the rest of the story or the impact and the change that you have made in their life, even mm. when it's years later. So I texted you and shared that. Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago, I was at the coffee cart and a woman came up that I don't know. And she said, I just wanted to let you know, you were my nurse five years ago and you prayed with me before I went in for my mastectomy and I've never forgotten it. And I think what's so beautiful, the the nurse that I was talking to, my friend today at work was sharing parts of her story and she had had an ectopic pregnancy years and years and years ago, but it was bad and she almost um, lost her life Mm. and needed multiple transfusions and just was really sick and really scared and um, got a chance to meet one of the recovery room nurses, or I think it was the nurse that maybe discharged her uh, years later and got a chance to share about, Mm. you know, those actions and behaviors and the difference that they made in her life. Mm. And so I'm like, I love that. Like, I think we also have to be willing to go back and to tell people and to say thank you and to say, like, maybe awkwardly, like, you probably don't even remember me, but I just need you to know. Mm. Like, it matters because I Mm. think that the ripple effects are happening all the time. Like, we change somebody's belief in the world, right? You know, you're having a bad day and suddenly you meet, like, the cashier at the checkout line and they're bubbly and sweet and you walk out and you're just like, Oh man, there are good people in this world still. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe even that's where impact for one person can be influenced for another and vice versa. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's also really beautiful. Like, you know, you're talking about this patient and I think we talk about motives and for for the nurse or for you, Meg, or, you know, the discharge nurse or whoever praying over this patient or whatever they're doing to make this time, you know, the hardest times in people's lives, whatever they're doing to make it more manageable um, and just peace filled for that patient. Like, I feel like that's the influence, right? That's the Mm -hmm. little lowercase letters, the slow, not abrupt, but the little influence. Yeah. Right. But then to that patient, this is the beauty of impact that I think, you know, you're talking about of of it not always being bad is like, that's a really big rock in the middle of the road that like is probably uppercase letters of force and time and impact. Mm. And with all that, it being different on both ends, then when it becomes reversed and this patient comes back, say, to you, like like the situation you're talking about, where she says, hey, I don't know if you remember this, but you praying for me was this big impact in their life. That prior influence to you where your heart's motive was most likely praying over them. I mean, mm-hmm. knowing you, it was. But, like, to better the kingdom, to glorify God, to mm. be the hands and feet, right? So it was this little slow influence that Jesus walked like. But then the reverse of her telling you that this was a big impact for her in a beautiful way. Yeah. It becomes a big, beautiful impact for you too. Right. It's compounded. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're right. It's And so those ripples continue on mm-hmm. because now 
she shared that and now what we're talking about this in different circles. So it might not be. So I think when we're talking about influence too, we're probably not always just pouring repeatedly into the same people, but it's so interesting when you like share the story, like now I'm sharing about, she was sharing how I had touched her, but now I'm sharing with everybody how I, how she touched me. And that's just a whole nother space. And so hopefully we're all aware. And I think what I'm really trying to say is like, thank you for what you guys are doing out there. Cause it really matters. It Mm. matters more than we know. And when we say that we are a light, a light is noticed regardless if it's in a dark space, if somebody is struggling, like you said, I'm like, if, I mean, probably if there are a patient, they're not having a great day. It doesn't matter if they're just coming to see me for colonoscopy. Like it's still Mm -hmm. an interruption to their day. Nobody really wants to be hanging out with us. Right. So the light is always recognized Mm. whether or not we claim it and call it out in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love it. I love this idea. I think it can go and I think it just, man, it can slide itself and like, um, take part in so many areas of our life. Yeah. And I just think it's a beautiful concept because it's a, it's a heart stance and it's a self-reflection and self-examination to like, you know, check ourselves to make sure that we're not going in hands clapping real crazy and a blazing and for ourselves. Yeah. 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 But the, the impact that occurs or the influence that occurs will be so much more of a, we'll have so much more longevity mm. if we go in with the correct heart stance of just yeah. making a little bit of influence that might turn into impact. Um, right. Because I think sometimes the greatest end result is not one that you necessarily were trying to make happen. Yes. Like I'm not trying to influence the whole world. I'm just really trying. I mean, Tim said, if we really believed, believe and lived out what Jesus said of love your neighbor, just love the person right in front of you in that moment, we would change the world. And even places like Water Street Mission would probably no longer need to have their doors open. Mm. And that is a that is a beautiful concept. It is somewhat easier than what we make it out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do want to say the only other thing is that if you're kind of struggling to see this in your life, and I, I don't know if you are or not, but if you're, you know, even when I was in the ICU and, and you can speak to this um, now as well, but you know, you don't always get patients that are in a right space to even know about the care that you're giving them. You know, there's so much work that is done that is not at, front and center in their world because they're intubated and they're sedated and they're too sick to care. You know, I dealt with a brief episode of acute vertigo a couple of days ago. And it's amazing how when you feel that bad, you know, they're like good people around you taking care of you. And you're just like, man, I want to like say thank you and whatnot. And like, but all I can do is receive, like I have nothing Mm, to give. Yeah. And, um, you know, in a critical care setting, sometimes I honestly feel like I've heard thank you more often now that I'm in these additional roles, even though I was probably truly what I would have thought doing more for people in the ICU because they're 
you know, sicker, honestly. Um, and so my encouragement to you is that if you're in a space that maybe it's hard for you to like capture this for yourself, I am a huge fan of journaling. And so just journal it, just write it down. Cause I think sometimes even Satan is a deceiver. Satan is not just a liar. He's not really good at the big, bold, blatant lies that we can like smell a mile away. And we're just like, okay, obviously like we don't believe that he's a deceiver. Mm. He's in the deception. He just twists the truth enough. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he starts to lead us to believe that either we're not being used and that there's not really a place for us in the kingdom or other mm. people are doing it better mm. than we are. And so I think to to write down sometimes when somebody does just say thank you, even mm. if it's little or when you come across that cashier who changes your day, like just journal it. Because I think that in, sometimes in those dark moments when we flip back through those pages and we're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just collecting a lot of those beautiful moments. Oop full circle moment coming love it sometimes we're in a desert and we're looking at the landscape and sometimes we're in Costa Rica and looking at the landscape and there is beauty all around us every minute of every day and so I think the more that we choose intentionally to capture it it will (laughs) impact our influence it will impact our influence Ooh, okay. I love that. You feel me? <laughs> I feel you. I do. I do. Like writing it down and being still with it and yeah, yeah just surrendering it, lifting it up and taking a moment for it um, yeah. will impact our influence. I love that, Meg. And man, I just want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. And oh. I don't think it's the big stuff that we strive for it's it's that little stuff of just like tim said loving your neighbor and i love what you're saying meg great full circle moment baby i love it yay jesus yay jesus all right guys so i hope that you find the beauty in your day every day gratitude journaling is awesome and didn't we talk about gratitude journaling once upon a time sure yes i've been i picked it back up last week too you did. I did. And I actually have a little accountability partner and one of my youth girls. We're actually adorable. sending a picture to one another of our five things we're grateful for every day <gasps> this week. Yes. Friends, do that on social media. If yes. you find yourself on social media anyway, like let's reclaim Instagram for beautiful pictures. Honestly, there are so many guys. I have copious amounts of weeds growing on my um, lawn right now because I just wanted to kind of see what they became. And you know what they became? They became wildflowers, y'all, and they are gorgeous. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to grab my phone and start snapping pictures of all of these plants that would normally just get, like, mowed under because everybody would just call them a weed. And look at their pretty little flowers that they have. So, yeah, have fun this week. Just finding your wonderful little moments of beauty and goodness. And I do think it changes us first and foremost. It impacts us so that our influence becomes light and love, and goodness, and all the characteristics of Jesus. Mm, Amen, friend. Take care, guys. We will catch you here next time. Bye. Bye.